The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. never going to get used to that same recording progress. <laughs> uh, welcome to the latest edition of the SLUM podcast. As always, I don't edit it and I am your host, Billy. Uh, I am here. I'm joined by uh, a guest I'm really excited to have on. It is the two-time former and self-proclaimed greatest Tri-County <laughs> champion in WrestleZone. It is fully loaded sack dynamite. Welcome to the hello, show. Hello. hello, thanks for having me. It's good to um, be on. I'm very excited to have you. I'm, I'm, I think I'm slowly working through the WrestleZone roster, although I'm, I think I'm, yeah. I'm battling with Mickey Vago at the moment <laughs> to try and get you on first. I think he's kind of cornered everyone. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, I messaged you about coming on here and then maybe a day later, Vago messaged me, do you want to be on the mosh pit? I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's funny that, you know what I mean? I know. I, I mean, at one point, I was the only Northeast uh, podcaster, and now, now there's two of us all battling for the same folk. Um, I was hoping to have uh, Dennis Law at some point. I'm, I'm still hoping to have him on, but it was like, yeah, I'll be on, but I've said oh, I'll do Mickey's okay. first. So, <laughs> right, okay. I'm still putting in the promo material. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting you in. Anyway, that's the. As always, this this podcast does not have a set structure. This is this is your. Uh, I don't know your your taster of what the mosh pit will be because it's it's just <laughs> as chaotic. Um, Good. <laughs> but the first question is always the same. It's the boring one. It's the boring question everyone gets asked, but the answers are always great. Uh, how did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Uh, so I had a friend, and it was he was like super into wrestling. I'm talking about maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. And uh, he he showed me like I think it was SmackDown at the time, WWF SmackDown, and you know I watched some of it. Uh, and he showed me like WCW Thunder as well, uh, and his favourites like Goldberg and stuff. So like I was maybe six at the time, you know I was watching it, and you know I had like a, like a very casual interest. I you know watch it here and there, uh, but never thought anything of it really. You know, you know I liked I liked Chris Jericho, uh, you know I liked yeah I liked Goldberg. Uh, I thought I thought. Uh, the uh, Triple H was really cool as well, um, but it was like about 2003 that I like properly got into uh, wrestling. Yeah, because I was at another friend's house and he was watching Raw, and uh, I saw Shawn Michaels for the first time, and I was like, "Who's who's this guy? Like, he's awesome. Like, who is he?" And then ever since then, I uh, it was going into the it was a pay per view. I believe it was Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton in 2003, like really early on, and for Randy Orton. I have been unforgiven, I think. And I watched that match and I was like, oh my God, like, this is awesome. And then it was about 2000. So I watched it like, you know, fairly regular from like 2003. But it was about 2005 that I got really like hooked into wrestling. Uh, to start with, it was WWE. I was like, you know, I was a WWE guy to start with. Uh, and then about 2005, midway through, that's when I saw TNA for the first time and I saw Sting. And I thought he was, like, really cool. And, like, obviously, you know, like, it was thing like, he'd just come back to TNA in, like, late 2005. And I thought he was just awesome. Like, you know, the face paint. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's this. And I also saw AJ Styles for the first time. And obviously, AJ's different, you know, now as he was then. But, like, in 2005, he was, like, super athletic. And he was doing, like, stuff like the spinal. T- and I never 
ever seen it before. And I was like, oh my God. And it was really about that time, a mix of like Shawn Michaels and like TA in like late 2005 and early 06. That I was like, that's where I was really, really hooked into wrestling and then never looked back. So that's how I got into it. You know what I mean? So uh, wrestling channel, pretty much. Was it? Was it yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, you know, and I, I dug TNA because I had like the six-sided ring. I was like, that's really cool. Like, because it was different. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was a big TNA fan. 2005 to about 2008. Later on, not so much, but, you know. That's the thing. It's weird to think that people, well, I mean, you know, my generation, my first proper uh, sting kind of thing was (laughs) TNA. Uh, And there's people older than me or even the same age going, no, it was nice. It was NWO. It was all that stuff. No, yeah, Yeah, for me, it was was, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. For me, it was it was the icons thing, you know, coming back out of the, the shadows of WCW. And like that was this thing that I got introduced to. Um, I won't lie though, like like looking back, I love Surfer's thing. I think Surfer's thing is brilliant. Like you know, like his matches with Flair and you know and Vader. You know, Surfer's thing's awesome. Surfer's thing's my favorite. In retrospect, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm a little bit fond. I'm fond of Joker's thing. It's definitely not up there in anyone's list. But you, you know what. I I loved Joker Sting because he was just having the time of his life and he just hammed it up so much that it was like, you know what? It may not have been like the most original idea, but he like he committed to it and it was awesome. I, I like Joker Sting. I thought it was I thought it was tremendous. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, like you know, I've got a year left of my contract. WWE aren't signing yeah. me yet. Ah, let's just have a laugh. That's it. You know what I mean? And you know, and like you know, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan of Sting. Like I I, I think he's tremendous. Um. And you know every iteration of thing I've liked for different reasons, but yeah, I like Joker's thing. I think it was pretty awesome, to be honest. Um, I mean, you're in the same vein with with like Jericho being one of your favorites as well. Always, these yeah. guys are able to reinvent themselves. How did you go from that point? You're watching Sting, enjoying Sting, uh, doing last race matches with the Abyss, and then uh, actually making your way to to doing the wrestling. Uh, so like, like I did, you know, like, like every stupid kid, I did a little bit of backyard, you know, and, you know, and like, you know, the early 2000s or whatever. And, um, but, you know, I was, you know, I'd, I'd always been a big fan of wrestling, but it was one of those things that's like, you know, you know, I didn't think I'd do it because, you know, it just seemed like a, like a pipe dream really. Um, and then a couple of my friends went to a WrestleZone show. And they said it was awesome. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so I started to hear about WrestleZone like from them and stuff. And I was like, oh, so you know. And then they opened a school, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, maybe you know, maybe I could do it. You know, maybe that's that's a thing that I could do. Um, so I was out with my son, uh, who was only like four months at the time, and this is like maybe June of two thousand ten, roughly. And um, it was a case of like, I was like, okay there's there's a school opening and you know he was just like little and stuff and I was like you know what I want to like you know set an example for my kid you know like if he's you know if he's got dreams you know pursue them so it was it was really that to be honest that made me go okay this is something that I could do if I put the work in um so yeah it was really it was it was it was having a son really that made me um that gave me the kick but okay maybe it's time actually you know try and do something with it, you know what I mean? What what was your backyard gimmick? What was your what was your backyard name? Everyone's got one for better for worse. Uh, 
So <laughs> my my backyard name was it was horrendous. Um, it was it was right. It was Alex Saban, right? One, my dad's name was Alec, so I was like, okay. So and and like the misconception was, oh, you're you're using the the guns as names together. I was like, oh no no no, it's just like you know. Yeah, I was a big Chris Saban fan, so I ripped off Saban. And also, it was a play on, like, you know, like, Power Rangers, Saban. Yeah. You know, the, I, I was a big Power Rangers fan growing up, so I was like, okay, that's pretty cool, Saban's cool. And Alec was my dad's name, A-L-E-C. Um, so it was more like my dad's first name and then Chris Saban's last name. So that was my name. It was it was awful, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I came to wrestles and I was like, oh, you know, what do you think? It was, I, you know, I was like... I, this is my name that I'd used back card. And they were like, that's horrible. <laughs> and they were like, you're not using that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then they, they came back to me that you're sat down. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, and then it's just stuck ever since. So yeah, that was my awful <laughs> backyard name. Uh, I mean, everyone's got one. I mean, I, I, I was I was always Jeff Hardy in, in backyard and said, really, Mar. But, uh, but my, my e-fedding one was the bean. And I didn't realize at the time <laughs> that it was a, it was a word for something yeah. else, and I just something looked, else. I just looked like I mean, part of the fun, a fanny afterwards. So I was, <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't the best time. Yeah. Uh, my other name yeah. I had was I was like, oh, if I'm ever going to be a manager, I'll be a heel, and I'll be a Chris Ramshaw because I had two managers <laughs> at my work. I hated them, and they're called. Uh, 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 that's the amalgamation of their names was that, and I was like, oh, right. that'll just make, that'll get me into the zone. I'll hate them. I'll hate <laughs> for doing it. Uh, so the first time, oh, 2010 then, WrestleZone, uh, when I was speaking to Aspen Faith earlier um, mm -hmm. in the week, he was saying that it was kind of difficult to find. It was like mm -hmm. a, it was like a, you don't know until you're actually committed to go. So was, yeah. was, was that kind of the vibe when you signed up? It was yeah. like all secretive yeah. until you were definitely oh, yeah. one. Um, yeah, like I was, it was all like you know, it, it was you know, it was you didn't know what you were getting in for. And I remember my first training session. I'm walking through the doors, and I'm like, I have no idea what I've signed up for, like at all. And you know, I'm like, I, I, at the time, I was like a skinny kid, like I was tiny. And uh, here comes Scott, is the first person I see. And you know, Scott's, you know, he's a pretty big guy, you know. And I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die and then I looked through the room and there's like Crusher Crane and I'm like what the hell like just just you know and I'm like what what have I what have I done <laughs> what have I done you know what I mean so yeah the first first impression I was I was very very intimidated when I first walked into like uh training for the first time very very intimidated you know what I mean uh do you, um, is there anyone that's still active that was in your first kind of couple of classes yeah Chris Archer of course uh Chris Archer was, I think, the only guy, other than like, you know, Scott and Crusher and Thunder and stuff, like the only trainee that I started with that's still active along with me. Because it was Chris Archer was there maybe, what, say, two months before I was. I started in, I want to say, August 2010. And I'm pretty sure Archer started in June of 2010. And then a year after, that's when Aston Faith came along. And then not long after that, Mr. P came along. So, like, that was like my. The main class I came up with was me, Aspen Faith, Mr. P, and Chris Archer. So, uh, I, I, at least when you saw Archer, it was it maybe a little bit more of a comfort for you then, because well, yeah, we were similar in age and similar in size and height and stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, so like I wasn't the only like you know, and he was young as well. So I was like, you know, because it was it was a daunting thing, um, you know, because I was I was only I was only what seventeen, eighteen at the time, um, you know, and all, most other guys were like quite a bit older so I was like oh no 
but then when I saw when I saw Archer, it was like, okay, cool. So there's another guy my age at least, and you know, and me and Archer have been pretty good friends pretty much our whole uh, our whole time wrestling. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it was helpful having someone similar. You know what I mean? Uh, so you did a bit of backyarding, but is there anything that, anything else did to prepare? Did you do any sports growing that up? Assuming uh, I would do football, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. That was kind of um, what you pushed towards. <laughs> so so I I am I've got no sporting prowess whatsoever. <laughs> I am awful at legitimate sports. Um, so like no, I, I did a, like a, I did a lot of drama in school. Um, I was like a big fan of drama, and you know I was wanting to pursue that for like one time when I was like younger. Um, so no, I just like coming into wrestling, it was literally just a case of you know loving wrestling and watching it all the time, and you know doing a bit of drama. Uh, but like in terms of sporting, it was like I was very very uh, unprepared for like what it would take to be a wrestler in terms of physical aspect. That was a that was quite a um, quite a wake up. It was like, oh god, <laughs> you know, I didn't do, I, you know, I, I didn't do play football and you know, okay, like nothing like that. The only thing I did was swimming. Really, uh, I like swimming, but I, you know, it's not a good sport. Really, it's just a hobby. I found it. Um, oh, there'll so, yeah. be a bunch of swimmers listening to this just raging. <laughs> uh, but at least then it gives you a bit of cardio. It, it gets you breathing, kind of out yeah. of rhythm. So it's all stuff that. I assume this is from someone who's just watched, never actually done any of it. Uh, would, would assume it would help, uh, much like uh, like football, footwork, all that kind of stuff. It all builds pieces, yeah. I would think. Um, so yeah, that, that first train session. Other than the the fear of just all these bigger dudes like Scotty and Crusher, um, I've spoken to like Bradley Evans, who we'll definitely get mm-hmm. into later on. Uh, he he was like, oh oh, the the bumps were fine, didn't hurt me. I just kept going with it. Where, how were your, what was your reaction? If you did no sport, nothing to prepare, what was the first point uh, like? Well, when I, when I started training, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have a ring up all the time. Uh, so we were on like gym mats, um, you know, we had crashers and stuff. So the first bump we took were on crash mats. So it was like, okay, this is, this isn't too bad. You know, it gives you like that full sense of security. And then eventually it was a case of, okay, now we're doing away with the crash mats. We're just doing it on the, the gym mats and then you know I took a bump on there and I was like oh my god like it hurts so bad because obviously the, the crashers gave you a false sense of security it was like ah it's fine you do it on the, the gym mats and it was like a gunshot You're like oh my god that hurts so bad um bumping a ring's fine you know I, I never that never bothered me really um but like learning to bump on those gym mats that that sucked <laughs> that really hurt um in ropes as well, like when you first run ropes, that that hurts. Like you know, like because obviously when you run the ropes, you're along your back, you get these like rope lines and like you know uh, bruises on your back. That's that's not fun. That wasn't fun in the slightest. So yeah, rope running and and like bumping on the gym mats were the ones that I really didn't like. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm just thinking those mats back when I was when I was young and in school, and even the material, it's just that really coarse. Horrible, yeah. tough material. I mean, the ring isn't that much much better. Again, I'm assuming. at least for the ring, it gives you a little bounce. So, yeah, ring, like you know, it works a little bit with you. The, the gym mats were just solid. So it was like it was literally just a case of, you know, oh my god. <laughs> um, but thankfully, because we got used to doing it on the gym mats, we got the ring full time. It wasn't as bad at all. You're like, oh, okay, this is this is this is nice. A nice little welcome break. So, 2011 rolls around, and you've got your debut match. It's uh, mm-hmm. well, 
according to the Germans at Cage Match, could be wrong. Uh, it was a handicap match. It was yourself and Fraser McLeod against Crusher Crabe, who we've mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you feel prepared? Were you, did you think you were ready for that first match? Or what were your thoughts when you were told that you were getting it? Well, officially my first match was uh, the, the handicap with Crusher. That was that was officially, but we did, uh, we were doing like, uh, I think like it was like, uh, I think it was maybe Old Mac or maybe St. Mac. Uh, we're at school uh, for their activities week. And one of the things they were offering was, uh, you know, a three-day course in wrestling. You know, it was like a little taster. So I went along with that uh, as, you know, as, as a trainee uh, to, you know, help demonstrate and stuff. And, uh, you know, we did that for three days. And then at the end of the third day, Scott came up to me and went, oh, yeah, you're having a match tonight. Because we were doing a, like a little gym war show sort of thing, just as like a, uh, a bonus for the the the... What, the pupils that came along for the, the three-day sort of like uh, seminar sort of thing for activities week. So we did like a little gym war show and then I was told I was going to be wrestling Damien. And I was like, oh, okay. And Damien at the time was the undisputed champion. So he was like very well established and I'd never had a match before ever. So I was I was freaking because I'd only been told maybe a day's notice or something like that. So anyway, I had a I had a singles match with Damien and and you know it was good because it was a, it was just you know it was just a, a small show, very very small, you know, for like maybe twenty or thirty of these uh, students or whatever from the from the school. So that was fine, you know. It was it, it was very nerve wracking, um, you know, even just being in front of that small people. But it was uh, you know Damien did a great job and made me look much better than I actually was because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so that was my, like, that was technically my first match. Uh, and then a couple of weeks after that, I get pulled into the office and they were like, yeah, so we're going to debut you at the Rumble. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And I was thinking, you know, I'll probably be in the, the Regal Rumble match itself. And they were like, yeah, so uh, we're going to have you and Fraser against Crusher Cray. But I was like, oh my God. Because at this point, uh, I, I, you know, maybe said hello to Crusher a couple of times, but Crusher never really spoke to me that first, you know, nine months that I was there uh, at all, really. Uh, so I think, I thought he didn't like me because, you know, he never spoke to me. I was like, oh no. And, and you know, he's massive. And I'm like, oh, oh no, he doesn't, I don't think he likes me. I might have a match with him. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> so I had that for like a couple of weeks and I was just, you know, I was excited for the opportunity and I was excited to get on a show. But at the same time, back in my head, I was like, I really don't think Crusher Cream likes me very much. Um, so we get to the we get to the show, and it was a, I think it was the Northern Hotel. Pretty sure was it the Northern or was it Summerhill? It was one of those two. I, my memory escapes me, but it was one of those two venues. And I'm I, you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I've only been training at this point about nine months. Um, so yeah, and I don't know what I'm doing. Like you know, <laughs> like I have no idea what I'm doing. So. Crusher walks into the into the building and I, and I go up very sheepishly and I'm like, hi, you know, how are you doing? Yeah, we're wrestling tonight. And he's like, yeah, man, it's cool. And then he walks through and I was like, oh, God. And then, you know, he was he was really great with me. You know, he, he took really good care of me in that first match, like, you know, uh, like a total pro. Like, you know, really took good care of me. Like, you know, explained what I was doing, why I was doing it. Um, and he made me look really good. Like, he gave me a lot of offense in that, First, which he didn't have to, because we were there to literally just get eaten alive, basically. He was, you know, because he was on a on the rise to like becoming champion or whatever at that time, and we were literally there just to get like killed. 
Um, but no, he, he like for instance, he let me uh, hit him with like a like a missile drop, uh, second rope missile drop kick. He dropped a knee for me, you know, let me have some offense, and and then he just crushed me with the, like the double choke slam and black slam. So it was a really cool experience, uh, but I was very very nervous because you know I'd never spoken to Crusher before um, at all whatsoever, and he's a big scary man if you don't know him. <laughs> and then uh, you know we did the match, and you know it went it went as well as it could have. You know, like considering you know I was still very very uh, inexperienced at the time. Um, and the funny thing is, is now Crusher Crave is one of my closest friends. <laughs> so it's 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 funny how it works. I, I I had my first match with him, thinking he he didn't like me because he never spoke to me, and now he's one of my closest friends. <laughs> it's it's a funny old thing you know so what I've learned from Crusher I mean I've, I've well I've interviewed him on here and also I end up try, I drove him from Aberdeen to Inverness once and it was it's very it's very much a man a few words <laughs> so yeah. to get, that's why I was like yeah. like even though I have met him and I've spoken to him and everything even when I was asking him if he'd be on the podcast I was thinking oh I don't know if he'll do this because he's yeah he's a big scary dude <laughs> just because that aura and uh did you find yeah. that, that being like well into like the drama and, and doing that, um, did you find that helped with initially with you with you being confident in front of a crowd or was there anything any nerves with actually being in front of people? So like I, I always get nervous, even to this day, uh, going in front of people. I, I still get nervous. Um, but the drama helped in terms of like when we were learning, like uh, you know, when you're in the ring, and you're doing your facials and like you're just you know selling the beat or whatever. I found drama really helped with, with those smaller uh, details that you don't really learn uh, per se when you're wrestling. That's more of like a reaction everything. I found drama really helped there. Um, but yeah, I still get nervous, and um, I think as well, like I debuted as a baby face, and I really didn't want to. Um, because I never felt comfortable being a baby face, you know, whatsoever. Um, because it's hard to get people to like you. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you're like, you're debuting as a baby face and it's a case of like, you're coming out and you're like, yay, cheer for me. And it's just so like forced and it's, ugh, like, I, I don't like it whatsoever. And I wanted to be a heel my whole career. <laughs> and uh, But they're like, no, you're a baby face. You know, young kid, you're fine. You're a baby face. I'm like, okay. And I never really felt comfortable with it at all. Uh, even to this day, you know, I'd I much prefer being a heel. Much prefer it. <laughs> that's, that's the thing with the rest of zone crowds, especially if they don't accept you in your first night, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's very much an uphill battle from there because they, they yeah. will tell you if they don't like you. Yeah. Uh, it, it was funny it was funny because like the rest like they accepted me to start with because it was like um you know i was um you know getting killed by this big monster so they had the sympathy thing and then over time like like the crowd always reacted to me like no matter what if i was a baby face it's just that it never felt organic for me um because like the way i look at it is like like when I was a babyface, I was, I was like an in-ring babyface, if that makes sense. Like once I got in the ring, it was fine, you know. And I was doing like moves and stuff, whatever. It was the, I didn't feel like I had a character though, and that's what I didn't like. I was just sort of like, you know, it felt, to me anyway, it felt like I was just genetic wrestler A, and I didn't really like that. And it's because like you know when I was when I was being a babyface, it just never felt natural or comfortable to me. Because I you know I I think I'm a pretty boring dude to be honest. You know I'm you know I'm, I'm pretty boring. You know, and you know so I was like 
even it was a case of, you know, for a long time, it was like, oh, just, you know, bring out your personality and, you know, uh, you know, turn up to 11. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm a boring dude. Like, even if I turn up to 11, who cares? You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, whereas in my head, I always wanted to be healed because in my head, I could then play a character, if that makes sense. Um, and that's where the drama thing helped as well. Like, I liked playing characters. So, like, the Zack Dynamite you see now is very much a character that's been built over the years in my head of what I wanted to do. And I feel like that's why when I when I come out now, it's it's much more organic and natural because I feel much more comfortable doing it. And, uh, you know, for, for that first, what, seven years I was a BB face? Something, something like, anyway. I never really felt comfortable because I never really, it never felt organic to me. So, you know, I did it and, you know, I made, I made the best of what I could with it, but it never really felt like I, it never really resonated with me. And I think because it didn't resonate with me as a performer, it didn't fully resonate with the people maybe the way it should have. Because if, if I'm not buying it fully, then the audience are going to buy it fully either. Um, and I think when I turned heel and, you know, changed up my, my character somewhat, I think that's why it started to resonate with people in a much higher level because I bought into it fully. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, did you find that you you weren't the one getting cheered, you were only getting cheered because people you were against had more fully yeah, formed characters uh, to boot? You know, yeah, a lot of the times, like, you know, we'll get into the injury stuff later. When I came back in 2016 and I had that, like, run from, like, 2016 through 2018, that, to me, felt the most natural as a baby face because it felt like the people were actually glad I was back. So that, that little period there, that felt pretty good because it felt like they were happy to see me back and I was older and more comfortable, you know. But the, the, the initial run of like 2011 to like 2014, that felt very like, we'll cheer you because you're wrestling Sterling Oil. We'll cheer you because you're wrestling Damien. We'll cheer you because you're wrestling Aspifit. It never really, to me anyway, it never felt like we're cheering Zach Dynamite because he's our favourite wrestler. It's always like, oh, we'll cheer him because we don't like the bad guy. And, you know, and at the time, like, I I felt that, but I didn't, I wasn't experienced enough or didn't feel comfortable enough to, have, to change that, you know? Um, so that's why I'm not a big fan of my initial, you know, work or my initial one, to be honest. Um, well, yeah. we'll kind of, we'll kind of breeze through it then and get to, to the post-injury stuff, that will injury and injury yeah. stuff because that's, that's when um, yeah. you really kind of kicked up a gear um, so my first introduction to you was the first show I saw the rest of the zone was mm. Anarchy in the ballroom so in 2013 2013 yeah so you're either in midst of or the start of or somewhere in a rivalry with Damien mm. yeah um, who of course was, was who you had your first official unofficial match with yeah um so you're, you're kind of saying you weren't feeling comfortable because most people were just, they're they cheering you because they were booing Damien. That's, that's pretty much yeah. how we were going for. But um, yeah. that was your first big story to get your teeth yeah. into. Uh, how did you find that as 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 a story overall? Uh, I I really liked that story. I thought we did a really good job with that. Because um, that, that storyline spanned nearly a year. Um, because I came back at the start of 2013 uh, feuding with William Sterling and then that wrapped up in the March of 2013 and during that match Damien tried to do a run-in and then that set us off and it ran from March 2013 right through till January 2014 it's nearly a year um, 
and you know, like in in terms of being in the ring, that's when I started to feel really comfortable because he made me a better wrestler overall because he was really good, and you know, he was good at you know uh, accentuating my strengths and hiding my flaws because he was really good. Um, so I learned a lot during that that year year long storyline. Plus, I enjoyed it because like you know it was easier to do like promos and matches because there was a story behind it. It wasn't just, you know, just not like, you know, sometimes you just get cold matches, which is fine, but it's hard to really get your, you know, sink your teeth in unless there's something, like unless there's a story to tell. So, you know, I, I was a big fan of that storyline overall. I thought we did a good job. Like we did, we did the thing at Battle of the Nations where he dressed as a gorilla and attacked me. He was dressed as a mascot gorilla and attacked me. Uh, the crowds ate that up and, you know, uh, we stole that from Hacksaw Jim Duggan's book because he'd been up for anarchy that year as well. Um, and then we did like a cheers match at, uh, is it, was it Liquid? Yeah, we did a cheers match there. That was that was a lot of fun. You know, that, was, that was something different. And we did, uh, I put my career on the line because every time he was beating me and uh, we did the thing where my career on the line at Halloween and then, you know, uh, then I finally, you know, beat him and vanquished him. And, the, and you know, and it was the first time that it felt like the crowd were in, in me. As fleeting as it was, it felt like when I, when I, when I defeated Damien at Halloween Hijinks 2013 uh, to keep my career alive, it, that was the first time it felt like they cared about me as opposed to just because I'm wrestling someone else. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it was meant to wrap up there. And that's where it was, the, you know, story was meant to, you know, finish there or whatever. And then, you know, we came back and we were like, we can get, we can do something else there. You know, we can get one more, like, big match. And then that went to Cloverleaf Hotel 2014. And we did the f- most falls in 20 minutes match. And that, for a long time, was my favourite match because it was the first match I felt like I finally got a grasp on, like, wrestling psychology and actually, like, having a good match um and that was like our big blow-off thing it was like you know it was a year nearly a year build and it was one of those like when the match ended the crowd like exploded when you know i, I beat him and it was like those moments were really cool because it's the first time that i really felt comfortable in terms of like okay they like me uh they, they, they do like me if i give them a reason to get invested in me and stuff so that was like that was the first big uh, storyline I did. It was the first time I really felt like I was starting to get something of a grasp on wrestling psychology and actually being decent at wrestling. You know, so that was a big thing. That was I was proud of that. You know. So during that that 2013 run, um, of course, you, you end up facing Dave Rain, who who used to come yeah. from down south as well. I don't know. I was only guessing because of course Cage Master doesn't have this information, and I didn't start recording mm-hmm. it until 2014. I'm assuming this is a Battle of the Nations match. It was, so, yeah. So, it was. So getting chosen Sorry, for that, that kind of, I mean, it's not as, they kind of phased out the last couple of years, but um, that's one of the marquee matches of Battle of the yeah. Nations. So it was, was like getting chosen for that particular match. Oh, it was, it was really cool. Because uh, like in the early Battle of the Nations uh, shows, the Battle of the Nations match was quite a big uh 
part of the card. So that was, it was cool, you know, it, it was cool. And, you know, Dave Rain at the time, I believe, was the future shot champion, I believe. Like, he was he was doing a lot of, like, he was doing a lot of big stuff down in England. So, and he, and he was a great wrestler. So for me, it was a, it was a great chance to learn uh, and be in there with someone, like, that was much better than I was. Um, and, you know, we had, we had a, you know, a decent little match. You know, I was happy with it. And that was the match where Damien came out dressed as a mascot. So, like, throughout the whole show, uh, we had, like, mascots. Is like, I think it was, like, uh, was it some charity thing we're doing, like, with, within the Battle of the Nation show. So we had mascots and stuff all night. And then Damien was dressed as one of the, the like, the big gorilla things. And uh, midway through the match, you know, the ref goes down, you know, I've got Dave Rain beat. In comes the monkey and he clotheslines me. Everyone's like, what the hell's going on? And Damien takes off the thing, you know, the crowd pot because they didn't see it coming. And it was, you know, and Damien, <laughs> Damien standing there in a gorilla costume, you know, being all serious and they were trying to kick my, <laughs> kick, kick my ass and stuff. And, you know, the crowd loved it. They, they ate it up. But, you know, I always thought it was really funny that, you know, there's a, you know, doing a serious face and dressed as a giant gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Amused me, anyway. You know? um, and then 2014 arrived, and it seemed to be just you were. It was like building up. You had that match. Now, as a, as a fan of the wrestling channel TNA days, Regal mm-hmm. Rumble 2014 comes round, and you're a triple threat with Grado and yeah. Jay Lethal. Yeah, that was that was pretty mind blowing when I was getting told I was getting to wrestle Jay Lethal and, and Grado. I was like, that's cool. Um, you know, and at that time in 2014, everything sort of seemed like it was going in the sort of right direction for me. And that was cool. And Jay Lethal was very nice. He was a really nice guy, you know, great to work with. Uh, tremendous. Like, even even then, he was just tremendous. Like, as an in-ring talent, awesome. Um, and it was cool. I mean, the only thing with that match is, like, it was a great learning experience. But I, to me, anyway, it felt like I was the third wheel. Like, I was just sort of there. You know, it was like great old Jaylee thought, and then then I was, and uh, you know, and it was it was cool to be in the match, and it was cool to have that experience. But that was the like, I don't want to just be a guy, you know. I don't want to just be you know this guy, this guy, and then there's him. I didn't, you know, I wanted to be, you know, in my match. Like, I wanted to be seen as you know, you know, if I, if I'm having a match, it's like cool. We're excited to see you know Zach Dynamite wrestle. It's not just, oh, and he's there also. So for me, that was quite a, an eye-opening thing. I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I've been doing okay. You know, I've been doing fairly well, but, you know, like, Grado was, like, white hot at the time. You know, Lethal's, you know, the big international star. And I just was sort of there. And you're, you're it was the one of those, doing the work. Yeah. Much. And it was one of those things where I was like, I, I don't want to be stuck in that position where it's like, oh, I'm just the other guy. Um. You know, so that's to me that's and, and it's that's when I really started to it. it was after that match I realized I needed to get in better shape and get a better look and you know change things up a little bit because I felt like I was you know things were going you know the right way. Um but I feel like I was getting in my own way a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't capitalizing on all the opportunities I was getting properly, if that makes sense. Um, so that match was, it was what, what, once again, it was one of those big learning experiences that was really cool to have. Um, and it sort of helped shape where I'm at now, you know. So it was, it, was, it was a great experience being in there with both guys. So both guys were awesome. So you went from facing Jay Lethal, Credo, mm. and then you started getting mixed up with this uh, mixed martial Allen. 
business with Ross McTavish, which yeah. uh, I've said before and I'll say again, that is possibly one of my favourite iterations at Alan Sterling because it is incredible. But uh, when, was it around about this time you were starting to get a niggle in your knee? Because I was noticing that the matches were starting to become a bit few and far between. Do you know yeah. when that so, injury happened? So it was, I want to say about maybe June, June... Maybe May, May or June, I think it was, about 2014. I've had problems with my knees for years anyway. Like, my knees have always been sort of, like, you know, troublesome. And uh, I was really starting to feel pain in my knee. Uh, but I didn't think anything of it. I was like, it's, you know, it's fine. You know, I'll work through it, whatever. Um, but my matches started suffering because my knee just wouldn't do uh, what I needed it to do. Um, and I carried on right through till September with a bad knee. Um when I probably shouldn't have, because that's when, you know. So, like, September 2014, uh, I was wrestling Alan Sterling, and uh, I did a crossbody off the top. You know, I, I was, it was a thing I did quite a lot then, and for whatever reason, I came down, like, right knee heavy, and the minute I landed, I was like, oh, no, okay, some something's not right, because it was like, I couldn't put much weight on it. And I was like, okay, we need to finish this now. So, you know, he hit me with his, his move and, you know, uh, that was it. So, like, when I got hurt in September, that had been a call, mate. I was like maybe six months or so of, like, niggling. And I should have probably, you know, listened to my body and maybe, you know, try to re rehab my knee. But at the time, I was young and stubborn. I was like, you know, it's fine. I'll work through it. You know, it'll get better in time. Um, went to see the doctor and um, he was like... You know, he was examining me and he was like, and I was like, so, you know, how is it? And he goes, well, you've strained all the ligaments in your right knee. And I was like, oh, okay, can I, can I still wrestle? And he's like, absolutely not. Um, and he's like, and he's like, because he's like, you've been having this for a while. And he's like, your, your ligaments are all strained. He's like, if you keep going, you will tear all the ligaments in your knee and the quadricep will slip down your leg. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, yeah. that's not good. Um, but also because my knee had been bothering me for so long on my right side, my left knee had started to overcompensate uh, for my right. So now I was starting to have problems with my left knee as well because it was trying to, you know, uh, compensate. And at the same time, my right hip wasn't doing so great either. Um, basically, it was just a culmination of like, all these little niggling injuries that I just sort of neglected or forgotten about, or, you know, just, I was ah, it's fine, I'll get through it. It all sort of culminated into this one big sort of, uh, you know, injury where it was like, okay, so you need to stop right now. Um, so I had to, so that was September, and I'm scheduled to face uh, Rudo, uh, Halloween hijinks that year. And, you know, I was like, I, you know, I take some time off and, you know, and about this time, like, I wasn't training as much either because my knee was just, like... So, like, I wasn't training as regular because I knew my knee was bothering me. So I was trying to reduce how much I was doing, like, training-wise. So I was like, if I, if I cut down training, uh, I can, you know, make more shows. But the problem with that is if you're not in training, then your performances shows will start to suffer. Because, you know, I wasn't... You know, I was getting, like, sloppy and, you know, because, you know, I was shot. So it was that time in 2014, I was like, you know what, I need to take, originally, it was like, I'll take maybe six to six months off to a year, um, you know, rest up and then come back. Well, 
it's funny, like one six months turned into a year, a year turned into 18 months, then 18 months turned into two years. And I, for, a, for a while there, I genuinely thought it was done. Um, you know, I thought it was, you know, I was like, you know, I'm hurt. Maybe it's time to just call it a day. You know what I mean? Because in 2012, I suffered a concussion as well, like a pretty, uh, pretty major concussion. So it was at that time, I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Then maybe this is, maybe this is it. You know, maybe this is my body's going to tell me, you know, maybe this is, we should just, you know, uh, throw this up to a bad experiment. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's, that was how I left in 2014 for a bit. And well, was tw- 23 months almost to the day uh, you ended up coming back. But what did you end up yeah. doing during that 23 months? Was it just rehabbing? Did you watch wrestling? Did you go to training to kind of keep in with the crew? So, what was kind of your part? So when I left in September, September, October, when I left, I stopped watching wrestling for a while. I was just sort of like, you know, I, if I can't do it, then I don't want to watch it. Then I just sort of cut myself off a little bit. And then it was the building WrestleMania 31. Sting was wrestling Triple H. And obviously I was a big Sting fan. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check that out. Checked it out, watched it. Great show. And I was like, oh man, that'd be, you know, I miss wrestling, you know. But then I was like, you know what? It's fine, you know. And then I didn't watch again for a while. And then when the Anarchy show in 2015, when I, like, obviously I kept tabs on things. And it was like, I remember, you know, they were going to be the ballroom. And I remember the excitement of the ballroom and stuff. I was like, yeah, I should be, you know, I should, I should be doing that. But, you know, at the time, I just, you know, and I did, like, the first year, I didn't rehab probably nearly as much as I should have because I, I just think I was a bit, maybe feeling a little sorry for myself, to be honest. Um, and then it was like, end of 2015, starting in 2016. That's when I was like, you know, I was just like, you know, I, I miss wrestling. You know, I, I miss wrestling. So I started watching it, you know, fairly regular at that, at that point. And then I was like, you know, and I'd started rehabbing, you know, I started going to physio regular. My knee was feeling a lot better. My hip was good. You know, I'd lost some weight. And I was like, okay, cool. I was, I was feeling like, I was feeling better in myself. So I was like, okay. So I messaged Scott and I was like, you know, I, you know, I was wondering if we'd, you know, have a catch up, you know, not thinking really anything of it. And then we got to talking and then I was like, you know, I think I'd like to come back. Um, but I wasn't sure, like, because I'd left and I'd sort of like just disappeared for a while. Uh, I didn't know if they'd want me back or they'd need me back. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because I wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire when I, you know, first left, really, to be honest. So there was no guarantee in my mind anyway. There was no guarantee. There was no sort of... Uh, you know, they could have easily been like, no, nah, you know, like, we've got plenty of, you know, talent guys in the roster, we don't really need you. Well, I've always been very good friends with Scott. So Scott spoke to me and he's like, you know what, we'd love to have you back and stuff. Um, so, you know, we agreed. And then for the next eight weeks, I dieted, worked out every day and like really just to try and get back into something of, you know, wrestling condition. Um, and then it's funny because... Then when I was, you know, training to get back, to come, you know, just get back and wrestling and, you know, training and stuff, Walter, uh, Crusher Craig got hurt. And I was like, oh, man, because I read it in the paper, you know, he was hurt, he broke his hip, and obviously he was my friend. I was like, oh, no, that's that's horrific. And, you know, I felt so sorry for him. Next thing I know, I got a message, like, yeah, so can you come back to training on Wednesday? And I was like, that's weird, okay. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's because he got hurt. They were like, okay, we'll bring you back uh, earlier. Um, or if it was just that's what they, it was just coincidence 
Um, so I started. I, what what year was that? Or that year was that like June twenty sixteen? Uh, it would have been June. Yeah, May or June, right? So, by then, yeah. So it was about July. It would have been like mid June, start of July. I started training again, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll train for a year. I might get back on shows if I'm lucky. Uh, I was back training for like uh, maybe two weeks and then they called me over and went, yeah, so we're bringing you back at Battle of the Nations. I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah you're fine. You know, you're, you're training well and you look great. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I have no new gear. I'm not prepared. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, they, I, I, was like I was expecting about six months of training to maybe a year. And then we'd maybe start talking about shows. Well, no, about two two weeks in, I was like, "Yeah, we're bringing you back at Nations." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," so that's why when I came back at Nations, I had like my old gear because I didn't have time to get anything new, and you know, so I cut my hair and had a new jacket. So I wanted to at least look a little different, you know, coming back. So it was you know fresh and whatever have you. Um, you know, wrestled the match of Malice. It was fun. It was like ninety seconds, whatever. Uh, I was nervous as hell. Um, thankfully, the crowd did react to me coming back. So that helped calm a lot of the nerves because my, my biggest fear was I was going to come back and no one would care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, big, you know, big return, crickets. And I was like, oh, no, that would be horrendous. So, thankfully, you know, I got a nice reaction when I came out and people remembered. And so that was good. Um, and then I was, you know, so, like, I was back, cool, great. Uh, my next match was a three-way with Scott and Damien and I broke my collar above. <laughs> and I, was like, oh, I saw you. Gosh. I saw you disappeared because when I was, <laughs> yeah. I was even looking at the matches, but I was like, yeah. I remember you coming back when I when I, yeah. I was. I went to that show and I was like, and they you disappeared again, and I couldn't figure yeah. out why. So <laughs> yeah, so like I was doing a match, and you know, like, I, you know I came back from Asians, and I was, you know, I was excited, I was happy, and I was having fun. I was like, this is this is great. The very next match I have, I we were trying to do like a sunset flip, sunset flip or something. Uh, but like obviously I'm still quite not not rusty, but you know, I was you know, I'm still readjusting, obviously. Um we do the sunset, my timing's off, so Scott just comes right down on my collarbone, bam! And immediately I'm like, oh my god, I can't feel my arm, it's it's dead. So um Damien throws me out of the ring, and I'm like on the outside, I'm like, oh my god, I can't feel my can't feel my arm. Oh god. So, <laughs> and I knew I had to do a scorpion deathlock uh, <laughs> late in the match. And I used my left arm for the scorpion deathlock. So I put, I put Damien in this, like, the most ginger-looking uh, scorpion deathlock ever. Like, I've got it locked in, but my arm's just sort of, like, hanging there. And I'm like, please, someone break this up. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> anyway, we finished the match. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I think I've got a collarbone. So I go to hospital. And normally when you break a collarbone, you break it, like, up and down the way. And it's a, it's a clean break. It's easy, you know, a couple of, you know, maybe a couple of months and you're you're sorted. Well, no, because of the way I, Scott landed on me and the way I hit the, the canvas, it wasn't Scott's fault. It was my fault. My timing was off and, you know, I broke my collarbone across the way. So, okay. so we did the x-ray and he's like, how did you do this? And I'm like, well, I was wrestling a guy fell on top of me and I fell on the canvas. He goes, well, that explains why it's broken across the bone instead of up and down. And I was like, oh, is that good? And he goes, well, no. He goes, that makes it even more awkward to try and treat. And I was like, oh, great. So uh, I was pretty much in a sling for like three or four months, just waiting for it to heal. Maybe three months. I wasn't working. I wasn't wrestling. So my, my big triumphant comeback was uh, up and over and about. 
a few weeks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Like, why, why did I come back? <laughs> but, like, uh, but thankfully, you know, it healed up and then I've not been injured since then. So that's, that's something. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, that was, it was quite a, it was quite a one, one-two punch of the excitement of finally coming back and getting a really nice reaction and then breaking the collarbone. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> it really is. A, 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 that, that whole year just sounds like good, bad. It's like, I'm injured. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Christian got injured. No, I'm coming back. That's good. Uh, Christian gets injured. That's bad. You're coming uh, back in two weeks. That's good. <laughs> collarbone. That's bad. That's bad, yeah. <laughs> uh, thankfully, the year ended a high note because I got entered into the, the Tri-Counties tournament and I got to wrestle Chris Archer. So that was that was fun. The, I managed to make the Christmas Chaos Show 2016. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun match to have. And I think, like, the biggest difference when I came back in 2016, like, my my whole mindset was different anyway. Um, I was like, I was like, you know what? I just want to have fun and I want to enjoy it. And, you know, and I think that's why, you know, I, th- I think, like, I got a nice reaction because the crowd missed me. Um, but I think the crowd got more intimate because I was just having more fun. Like, I was, you know, I was, I was a bit more loose, having more fun. I think the crowd picked up on that and they went, oh, you know, I was starting to show some more personality than just being a wrestler. You know what I mean? I think that really helped as well, uh, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so, so you break your collarbone in 2016. You come back for the Tri-Counties Championship Tournament. Mm. Shenanigans happen, ends up being a four-way in the ballroom. Yeah. In a ladder match. Uh, was there any like, hesitation because you just recently recovered from a broken collarbone? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Going into a match where I mean WrestleZone, they they their ladder matches, even though it's all very family friendly environment, mm-hmm. the ladder matches can get pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, was was there any expectations going in thinking right, I've got to kind of top the previous ladder match at the ballroom or anything like that? Yeah, well, so like when I found out it was going to be a ladder match, I was I was excited because uh, that was on my bucket list. I always wanted to do a ladder match because. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, they, they hurt, but, you know, I always wanted to try one. So, and then when we found out it was me, Bingo, Aspen, Faith, and Tucker, I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Like, it's four guys that are going to, you know, want to have the best match on the night, regardless of where they are on the card. So that's good, because it means that, like, we're going we're gonna to do something creative and something very exciting. Um, you know, I couldn't have asked for three better people to be in there with. And with it being my first sort of like big show back, I wanted to sort of like leave my mark a little bit. I wanted to like, you know, have, have a bit of a statement really. Um, because like rewinding a quick sec, I wrestled Sean Johnson at Summerhill 2017. You know, we had a really good match. And that was the first match where I felt comfortable again. I felt really like, okay, this I'm glad I came back because I can still do this and I can still wrestle at what I thought was a pretty high level um and it was after the match with Sean I was like you know what I want to be the best that I can be all the time and it no matter what show it is I want to be my best all the time um and I, I started to get my confidence back after that match because you know it was a good match and Sean Sean's a great wrestler um so going into Aner- Aberdeen Anarchy that year with ladder match I was like in my head, I was like, I'm going to steal the show. Um, you know, our match is going to steal the show, but I'm going to try and go out there and give people a performance they won't forget. And, like, sort of, like, put my like my mark on it. Uh, and that was important to me anyway. Um, 
I think more for like a confidence thing as well. It was like, you know what, I need to go out there and prove that I can go at the same level of guys like Aspen Faith and Bingo Balance and Tucker, you know. Because um, I'd only been back at that point really about six, seven months. So for me, it was very much a, a, a personal challenge to deliver, um, you know, a performance I'd be happy with. So my first thought is I'm going to just want a bomb of water. <laughs> <laughs> of course, absolutely. I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna do it, um, you know. And I don't think I'd seen anyone wrestle zone do that before. At that point, like there had been ladder matches, but I don't think anyone had done like the big swanton off the ladder. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Um, and like the whole, the whole like week going at Anarchy, I was just trying to think of these things that I could do that would be unique. Like when I did the. You know, Bingo gave me the monkey flip and I ran up the ladder and then sling bladed off the ladder. It was just things like that. I was like, okay, I've not really seen anyone do that. So I want to try and do these things. And obviously, like, you know, I didn't know if they'd work. I could have ended up, you know, falling flat on my face. Um, but, you know, going into that anarchy was was important for me to deliver a performance I'd be happy with, you know. Um, and, I th- and I thought we had a really good ladder match, to be honest. I thought we... We told a good story with it. It wasn't just like, you know, like spots for the sake of spots. I thought we told a really good story. And I thought it was a good match overall, you know. And then, you know, climb up the ladder and Aspen breaks my fingers and yeah, it was good. I'm just trying to think of, trying to think of the rest of the match of 2017 and I can't think of one that topped. I mean, story-wise, I suppose, uh, was that I was Scotty... Uh, Sean. Sean. Scottish Sean, so, yeah. as far as story goes, that's probably yeah. a, a bigger story coming out yeah. of it. But that oh, yeah, match absolutely. itself, yeah. um, that was that was uh, probably, probably easily the best match of the night. I'm going to go back and watch them because uh, after again after speaking to Aspen, he was speaking about matches. I'm yeah. like, oh, really have to go back and watch some of these because yeah. I was there at the time, so I know the feelings I had. I just yeah. can't remember the content. Yeah. It's just really annoying um, memory. So, so 2017 uh, didn't. Started off great, you came back, everything, you did the ladder match, didn't win it, but you ended up winning the title anyway. Um, yeah, my time 2017 was a weird one because it was like later yeah. in the year, so we're kind of it was, I think it was like October or November. I think. Let's see, I think it was, yeah, September, October, right about then. Yeah, um, it was roughly about then, yeah. So um, my notes have gone a bit higgledy piggledy here because and that's a great word, but 2017, Battle of Nations, it was yourself, Sean Johnson, and Joe Coffey. So yes. this is kind of your maybe your redemption maybe of your triple mm-hmm. threat being in a match with a with a big name, yeah, and not being the that, third yeah. wheel. That's it. Um, like like going into that match, I was really excited because going into that match, I felt like like I was I was on like I was part of the match. I didn't just feel like I was there for the sake of being there. Um, and I like to say, I think a lot of that was just my own like my own insecurities to start with. Um, a lot of the time, and I was just much more confident. Uh, in my, like, you know, when I came back in 2016, so and it was, you know, Joe, Joe Coffey and Sean are both great wrestlers, and you know, I love wrestling Sean. I've only wrestled Sean a handful of times, but every time it's been, it's been, I've, I've loved it. And Joe, I've only got to wrestle one time, but he was, he was freakishly strong. Like we did a thing in the in the match, where, like I do the big dive uh, on both of them, and so Joe catches me, like, but like he catches me in midair. And he grabs me and then puts me back to my feet. And I'm diving off the top to the floor of this guy. And he just grabs me midair with all my momentum and just pops back on my feet. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, 
how strong are you? <laughs> like, you know, so he didn't just catch me. He catched me and then put me back to my feet. And I'm like, that's just insane. <laughs> you know? I'm assuming he would have done the spot as well with the big swing and the... the yeah, he had... Carry. Yeah, he had that strong... <laughs> that, was, that was weird. Uh, like, I, I don't like the big swing because I get, like, uh, dizzy and motion sickness. Um, so I, I can't remember if I was getting swung via the legs or if I was on the shoulders. I know we did it, but I can't remember if I was the guy getting the, the big Cesaro swing or if I was, you know... Up on the shoulders. I think I might have been up on the shoulders. Either way, it's still crazy because, you know, I'm on this guy's shoulders or whatever, and he's swinging two people at the same time, and I'm like, this is, like, if I tried that, I'd fall on my ass. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. You know? Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun that match. Really fun. And then not long afterwards, uh, you won the, the title in Huntley. Yeah. To strike out championship against Aspen. Huntley's a weird mm-hmm. place when it comes to wrestling. Zone. It seems to be all their big things happen at their big shows, but Huntley always seems to sneak in something, maybe yeah. a title change, yeah. maybe, or I don't know why Huntley seems to be the place yeah. for it. Um, but again, this will be your first title uh, mm-hmm. ever. And it's one of the one of the most prettiest titles in wrestling, I would yeah. say, quite easily. Yeah, um, I, I like to ask people how much of a belt guy they are, if they find it just amazing that they've got a belt, but... What was it like getting to hold a championship for the first time? This is what this is. This is seven years in at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was cool. Like you know, it, it was it was cool to get it. You know, uh, for me, like you know, like like I like I like I like title belts, and you know, you know, I like you know the the the, the, the you know, you know, I'm a big fan of like like the winged eagle and stuff. Like I love you know like looking at the title belts, and I think they're awesome. But like. For me, as, uh, in terms of being a wrestler, a performer, uh, the belt itself, it's cool to have, but for me, it's more the having, you know, people having the faith in you to be at that level. That means more to me than the actual, the belt itself, if that makes sense. You know, it's cool to have, and it's, it's great, but it's, it's more of the company having faith to put you at that level, I think, means more to me anyway, than the actual, you know, the title belt itself. Um, having said that, though, I think the Tri County's belt is beautiful. <laughs> it's oh, a very pretty belt. The big, big salt tire, yeah. the the ramp, yeah. lions on it. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just what if you were designed. Yeah. It's like a belt that you would draw. I mean, it's amazing to look at, but it's the belt you draw as a child. Going, oh, when yeah. I'm getting a belt, it's going to have a big, yeah. big Scotland flag on it. Yeah. Um, and then two months later, you dropped it in uh, Summerhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we're into 2018, and this is yeah. when things started to change a little bit, if I, if I remember yeah. rightly. You were yes. starting to lean into that heel. Yeah. So, in the build to me in Aspen Faith of the Tri-Counties Championship, I, like, my promos started to have a bit more of an aggressive edge to them. And the whole story was, the char- with, with my character was, you know, I was, you know, I'd never had a championship. I'd never, you know, won a title or anything. So, it's like my character was... It was almost like he was needing to prove himself, and you know, he, you know, he had to, he had to prove that he was worthy, and and it was almost like it was the classic, like, you know, the good guy, you know, has his has his own inner demons, and you know, he has to, you know, and it, it's he's, you know, it's fight to, you know, redeem himself and you know, come full circle. So going into the the title match with Aspen, it was very much okay. Let's like, for me anyway, it's like okay, let's not treat it as pro wrestling per se let's look at more of a story 
he's come so close and anarchy was like fingertips away, you know, from any literally like we had finger, and then the finger fingers were snapped and faith stole the belt. And then Battle of Nations came ever so close again and then lost again. So it's like as a character point of view, it's like, okay, this is my last, this is my last shot. So it can't just be nonchalant, it has to be this is everything. And then, you know, win the title, it was cool. And then to lose it two months later, it's like all that work, all that seven years of work, it's gone in an instant. Um, and then obviously the heel turn happened. And it was sort of like the journey of, you know, the good guy turning bad, but it's more because of the situation he found himself in. And it was almost like he'd worked so hard and everything just kept getting ripped away from him, no matter what he did. And it was almost like, you know, in my mind, the, the Zack Dynamite character had hit, finally hit that breaking point where he just snapped. And, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy because the world keeps screwing me over. And, you know, to me, it was a very organic sort of journey to take. And I was happy because I finally got to do something different and, you know, be a bit more of a character and a bit more like, it just felt like the sort of the shackles were off a little bit. And, you know, I was, I was happy to, you know, finally turn, you know, um, on poor Bradley when I beat the, beat the hell out of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, as well as it seems to be like, we, we do mention that, I'll, I'll go rewind a little bit before we get into that because mm -hmm. I didn't really ask much about, yeah. about the Alan Sterling stuff, but um, the, the thing about WrestleZone in general is 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 story based. The wrestling mm -hmm. can be fantastic and often it is, but if you don't get the story right, mm -hmm. it's very hard for the regulars or anyone to actually mm -hmm. care about it. Um, and yeah, that that seemed to be a very natural conclusion. So I, I could only get to a couple of shows a year, so I was trying mm -hmm. to I watched these videos and I was seeing the edge starting mm -hmm. to to come into the promos. Um, we'll rewind a little bit back to to working mm -hmm. with Ross. Uh, Ross mm -hmm. McTavish. So you were the, the second in yeah. the uh, the double MA mixed martial <laughs> Allen exhibition. Mixed martial Allen is my favourite Allen Sterling. I think it's tremendous. Uh, <laughs> mixed martial Allen is the best Allen Sterling. Because <laughs> it was ludicrous. Oh, it was just, yeah. I, I know it just came off the back of like uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett's uh, yeah. double J, double MA, which again... <laughs> Is my favourite Jeff Jarrett, and yeah. I've been trying oh, yeah. to, I've been, I've been contacting, trying to get him on the show just for all the reason, just to go. <laughs> I loved Double J, Double M A. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what was it like working with Ross? Uh, did he? Uh, did you give him the input? Did you train him? What was the kind of dynamic there? Uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was cool. You know, working with Ross was, it was, it was a good spot. You know, it was, it, it got a lot of exposure in terms of uh, for wrestlers on and stuff. Cause it was, you know. Yeah, got a little bit of a crossover, and it was it was cool. Like I didn't really have much hands-on training with Ross because you know we, they knew what he what, what he was doing. Like he knew what he wanted to do, um, which is fine, you know, because he's he's not a trained wrestler, so you know it, it's a different dynamic. Uh, you know, two wrestlers working and then you know someone crossover. It's a different dynamic. And um, but you know, like I, I, you know, we I was sort of like there just to keep him right if he needed it, like you know, as a, as his corner man. So like you know. That was my, basically that was my main role was just to you know help Ross if he needed it in the ring. But you know he did a great job. The match was great. It was really good. So you know um, they didn't really need to be there anyway. But it was it was just sort of one of those sort of deals where it's like we'd feel more comfortable having someone out there with him. You know that's a wrestler and can you know help you know keep things going along nicely. So that was that was mainly my role in it really. Um, you know so yeah it was it was fun. You know and I love double. 
Um, my middle of mixed martial arts, I thought it was tremendous. Alan Sterling is awesome. Like he's so versatile and he's he's great in every role he's done. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Alan Sterling. I I'd absolutely guarantee if, if he wanted to be everywhere, he would be everywhere. Oh yeah, he's just very yeah. tremendous. Anyway, this, this is about you. This is about him. So uh, that that was that was all face stuff. So I thought I'd kind of underline all your, yeah. uh, your yeah. face turn and. Uh, go into heel. Although you did have a little bit of a flattering back into the mm-hmm. face world when you went to Discovery. Yeah. So we'll get to that yeah. before we go into your yeah. big bad heelness. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Kings of Catch against uh, mm-hmm. Nathan North and Zack Dynamite, uh, which was kind of built up through uh, Kings Road Warriors. Kings Road, yeah. Warriors. Kings Road. The Warriors was the yeah. weird NXT thing. Um, yeah. How did, how did that come about? Was it just Aspen was recording and spent you two here and uh, that was it, it was, yeah it was it, it's like I'd, I'd you know I'd spoken to Alan you know discovered a couple of times you know just about maybe getting you know a chance to work with him and stuff um, so like that was like maybe January that year I went down for the Disco Derby um, you know just to speak and you know introduce myself and stuff you know um, and then it was a case of you know uh, the Kings of Catch had a match coming up at the the show and the you know they needed some opponents and I think I think Aspen was the guy that was like well how about these two guys from wrestlers one it's something fresh a little bit different you know it's a, it's a it's a fresh match that no one's seen before you know it might be a good thing and I think Alan was like yeah that, that sounds good you know so it, it was it was very much uh, the Kings of Catch getting us the sort of the opportunity to get on the show really and then the way we built it was just through uh, Kings Road. It was literally just a case of, you know, because at the time Aspen was doing the, the, the funny videos, like just random stuff, you know, getting his character over and stuff. And uh, it was just one day we were at a show, a wrestling show, and he's like, yeah, we'll just do this thing where, like, I'm calling out Open Challenge and you guys answered it. And so that's pretty much, it was all pretty much Aspen that got that really off the ground. And, you know, me and Nathan North were thankful for the opportunity. And it's, it's weird because being a babyface down in Discovery, I found a lot easier than I did in WrestleZone because uh, Discovery, like it's it's a mix of character, but they also like the in ring, like they really like the in ring stuff. And in ring stuff's something I've always been very confident I'm good at anyway. So like we're in Discovery, we're doing the match, and me and Aspen did this thing where I like, had my arms and like I, I flipped through and nipped up and then arm dragged them, and the crowd popped, and I was like, oh well, this is this is gonna be easy. <laughs> that's cool. That's fine. And then that's when I was just doing all my like my cool stuff. Um. So yeah, like I, really, I had a lot of fun working Discovery. Uh, like I really enjoyed it. You know, really cool backstage uh, vibe. Really cool crowd. Like it was, it was just a really good experience overall, and I really enjoyed it. And you know, I thought we had a decent match. And yeah, so like it was weird being a babyface in another. Co- but it's it's one of these things. Like every company's different. Every company's got you know different fans. Different you know they they want different things from their shows regardless. So like WrestleZone's very much you know. You need to have good ring work, but it's very much characters, storylines, you know, moments. Discovery is more of a like a mix of like, you know, characters, but they like like strong in-ring wrestling. Um so yeah, no, Discovery was Discovery was a lot of fun. And and like I've known Aspen Faith and I've been friends with him for about 10 years now. So, you know, it's it's easy because he's my friend and you know, it's it's I always have a blast working with him. Um he's he's really talented. So, you know, yeah, Discovery was a lot of fun, you know. And the, really the weird enjoyed. thing is, even though Scotland's fairly small uh, in the whole remit of things, uh, wrestling seems to get forgotten. So 
for for guys for the Discovery crowd, they're just seeing two mm-hmm. absolute fit. I mean, Nathan would have been doing source matches at that point, so they're probably be a little yeah. bit more familiar with him. But for yeah. you, it's it's brand new crowd, the new eyes yeah. on you, and uh, yeah, exactly that. Uh, Discovery seems to have that kind of. In one hand, they'll have uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a technical match off the top of my head, uh, Osprey Skrull. Uh, probably yeah. not the best example after last year, <laughs> but that's the one that's come to mind. Yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, you'll have uh, Sugar Dunkerton and Gene Money. Yeah. And a Zombie Lumber Jack. Yeah. So. Like, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, a, they're, they're a hybrid. They, they, you know, they, they appeal to both. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, right. So that's all the all the good guy stuff out of the way. We're into 2018 properly. Uh, yeah. I've, I've written down your match with Lionheart. I think that was after Avdianarchy, if I remember rightly. It was a chart show. Yes. Or, so yeah. we'll get to that one in yeah. a second. We'll start with Avdianarchy then. Uh, yeah. Forby, Tri County's match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only written who won, but from memory, it was Mr. P, um, Andy Wilde, yourself, yes. and Nathan North. That's yeah. the Forby. And Bradley was That's Mr. Cool. P's second. Second, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then you won. And you're, yeah. you're reunited with Bradley again. So this is again, this is in front of now, second title win, in front of about a thousand mm. people, you know, yeah. small things. Uh, what was it like winning the belt in the ballroom? It, you know, it, that was, it was cool. Like, I won't lie. It was, it was really cool. And I, 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 I really enjoyed it because, um, like, I thought it was a really nice callback to the year before where it was like, you know, I was the good guy and I came fingertips away and I was screwed over. Here I am a year later, this nasty sort of, villain and I'm winning the title and throwing it at everyone's face. That was really cool. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um it was it was cool because like I felt more ready for it this time to be honest. Like I felt like my character work had gotten a lot stronger and just as a, as an overall package I thought the, the dynamite presentation was a lot better and I just felt more comfortable in my own skills. Uh so you know it was it was really cool. Uh, it was a cool moment. Um you know and it set up uh, the thing between me and Mr. P, uh, and I thought it was a really good story that we told with that uh, going at the end of the year. But no, it was really cool. Um, it was good to be back with Bradley, um, you know, because I like Bradley. Bradley's, you know, one of my closest friends, you know, so that was really cool. Um, and, you know, I thought we had a good match, you know, getting to work Andy was was great. Like, I like like wrestling Andy Wilde, you know, Nathan North, is he's a hell of a talent as well. You know, and and I'm you know I love wrestling Mr. P. So it, it was cool. It was it was a really good experience. And like like I say, I mean, it was weird winning it in Huntley. Like, you know that was cool because it was the first one. And then jumping ahead, you know, eight months or whatever it is, and uh, you know it's about like a thousand people. It's you know it's like wow, okay. <laughs> and it was cool because like when I when I won the title in Huntley, my mum and my family could be there because obviously it's a wreck. Um. So getting to do anarchy, uh, my family, my girlfriend, and stuff—they got to be that was that was cool. And my son was there, so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, that meant a lot, you know. That was a, that was a, that was like that, I think that was my favorite thing is like my son got to see me do it, and that was cool. And then he came backstage and I got a picture of him with the title. So yeah, that was that was that was special. So, uh, yeah, that was so you got to, to see you wrestle properly. Other was that kind of the first few times, or He's seen me wrestle at like all the main Aberdeen shows, um, but that was like the first big show, uh, like of that size that he went to. 
Um, but he, he didn't like going so much when I turned heel because he didn't like people booing me. <laughs> he didn't like it. So he was like, oh, I don't mind the booing you. And I'm like, because I'm evil. That's why. And he's like, why? Um, but no, that was cool. Um, you know, I, that was that was special for me. You know, just getting to see his little face light up, you know, and got to hold the title. So that was, that was cool. Um, yeah, uh, it, was, it was special. And then, oh, right, so yeah, then Mr. P feud, but in the middle of that was your match for mm. Lionheart now. So you were... Yes. I think you were subbing in, wasn't you? I think it was supposed to be Alan yeah. Sterling initially. It was It was meant to be Alan Sterling and Lionheart, and I was meant to be wrestling the title, uh, wrestling for the title against Ryan Riley. Uh, you know, and then some things were switched around. The next thing I was like, ah, so you're wrestling Lionheart. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, you know, I thought we'd have fine. I thought we'd have a decent match. Um, you know, considering, like, we only knew maybe an hour and a half before the show started that that was where we were going. Because uh, it was a very late substitution. So... You know, I, I think I thought we had a fine match that was decent. You know, I thought we would have had a much better match had we had a bit more time to like, you know, prepare and you know, and like build the match, you know what I mean? But you know, it was it was fine for what it was, you know, and it was it was a cool experience getting to work with him and getting to wrestle him and stuff, you know, and he was he was nice, very nice to me. So yeah, no, it was it was it was a good experience. Like I say, I just wish it had been more of a uh, purposeful thing, you know. Um but you know, it was it was cool. Uh, I suppose at this, this point, it would, that would have been your kind of biggest opponent, I would say, probably. Oh, but Jay uh, yeah. of course. Yeah, like, in terms of, like, uh, in terms of, like, Scottish guys, yeah, definitely one of them. Him and probably Coffee at the time, because, you know, Coffee was a pretty big deal in, you know, 2017 and stuff. He is, uh, but, like, uh, definitely, uh, that was probably one of the more biggest, most notable names, because that, am I right in thinking at that time he was a way to become ICW champion, or he was... Uh, champion. 2018, so it must have been round about then. Yeah, it must have been, it, it must have been round that. about the end of 2018. Yeah, so yeah, so you know it was cool. Um, you know, it was it was a good experience. You know, um, and it, it, it was weird though because when I first started training, uh, one of my first seminars with was with Lionheart. So you know, in a roundabout way, it was pretty cool to go from you know. 10 years earlier or whatever, eight years earlier being in a seminar with him, like learning and then here I am, you know, eight years later and I'm wrestling him for, you know, the championship. I thought it was pretty cool, you know. Um, so 2018 ended on a bit of a sour note then because you lost the title <laughs> Christmas Chaos uh, against the yeah. city. But t- 2019 arrives, Regal Rumble. Uh, yeah. It's the formation of the foundation of the future. Yes. What, what, uh, how did Ryan Riley get put into this group then? Was it something to discuss with yourself and Bradley uh, to, to get a third member and you picked someone or what was kind of... Well, there? like, me and Bradley like been together, like, for, like, minus the, like, the little split we had, you know, when I turned and he was still a baby face. We, we've been together pretty much since 2017, really, in one way or another. Uh, so me and Bradley were doing our thing, but it was always, we always wanted a third man. And we had a different idea for the third man. Um, but that, that fell through. So then it was a case of they were like me and Brad, we like Ryan, you know, you know, I helped train Ryan a little bit, and you know, I get along with him, and he's a friend and stuff. So we were like, oh, how about Ryan? Ryan be a good addition. Um, so yeah, it was it was more just a case of like, like the idea of the foundation of the future in my head was like, well, I'm a bit more established in terms of wrestlers, so it'd be cool to have two guys with me that maybe aren't as established and help give them something to. You know, sink their teeth into and get them established. So I think you know, and both are good wrestlers and stuff, and both are like 
going to have like, you know, bright futures if they keep working hard. So I was like, well, cool. Let's just run with these two guys, you know, and, and it helps that like we get along and we're friends. Like that helps a lot because, you know, you can't, you can't uh, force on-screen chemistry. Like you just, you can't, you know, it's, it's, it's there and it's not. So I'm like, if this foundation of future thing is going to work, it's best if we're, it's with guys that I'm friends with and we've got that chemistry. So like when we're, we're, when we're on the show, you can, you can feel that sort of like, that friendship and it's, it's there it's not forced it's, it's organic it's real um you know and and i think it was good for both of them because it's given them a chance to like you know wrestle at a different level and you know do some different things and it's given them something to like sink their teeth into um and i think that helped both of them i think um and it's funny because the foundation of the future name uh, originally was my moniker because I started using the I was the foundation of the future Zach Dynamite uh, at like the mid of 2018 when I won the title or whatever and uh, we were trying to think of a name for this group and you know we were coming up with names and it's like, ah, it's just, like they just like just, you know and I was like and, and in terms of like character I was like how how arrogant would it be if the leader of this group's like you know what it's my group so it's going to be named after me the foundation of the future so that's how it sort of morphed from the foundation of the future is acting dynamite to just the foundation of the future as a group. Uh, in my head, you know, character-wise, it's like, well, that's great because it means this character is just such an arrogant that he's calling his own group after himself. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, you know, and I thought, and I thought you know, I, I, to me, it sounds pretty cool. As you know, as a, as a, as a group name, that's pretty cool. You know, different. You know, um, and and you know, it was it was one of those things. It was like. You know, like Bradley and Ryan are both new wrestlers. Uh, I've been around a little, I've been around a while, but like I'm still, I'm only like 28 now. So I was like, you know, storyline wise, you know, we believe we're we're very much still the future, and we're the foundation that that future is going to be built upon. So you know, foundation of the future. And I just thought, you know, it worked and it you know clicked, and you know, I, I thought it was cool anyway. Uh, I was yeah. trying to think, yeah, I mean, beforehand, Ryan, he had a, he had a character. He was the guy mm. who lost. All this weight and he had the protein mm-hmm. bottle, but that was it. He was there was nothing else yeah. to it. So yeah, so seeing him come out and, and uh, I think it was Mr. P probably battered with with the the protein yeah, bottle. Yeah, or... it's it's always Mr. P. Whenever it was like the family, it was always Mr. P that would get his screwed over. Like Bradley turned on him and would beat him for the belt, and then Ryan hits him over the head with the protein shaker. It's always Mr. P. So if there's a fourth or a fifth member or got a deal with Mr. P, that gets you know beat up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so uh, any Mr. P match, just, just keep an eye out just in case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we formed that at the Rumble, and then not long mm-hmm. afterwards, it was announced mm-hmm. that you're facing Pack. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> A little bit, yeah. So Gobby yeah. was not long released. Well, he was gone off WWE TV for ages, but mm-hmm. not long released from the company. One yeah. of his first appearances. Um, I think he'd probably just been signed for AEW. I know he was in Dragon Gate because he had the big Dragon yeah, Gate belt. Uh, yeah. What was it like being announced to be facing Pack? You know what? It was. It was. It was. It was exciting. It was cool. It was. It was nerve wracking. But at the same time, it was like for me anyway. Just like on a personal level, it was really cool because it was almost like. Like getting a, get a chance to wrestle a guy like that who's like arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, and he's still in his prime. 
uh, for me, it was sort of like that that stamp of approval. I think I'd always been looking for that. Like I'd, you know, when I, when I look back at like my earliest run with WrestleZone, I'm you know I'm not thrilled with it. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was that good. To then coming back in 2016 after fighting off injuries and then like you know get more comfortable in myself, more confident. It was almost like it was it was that sort of like that seal of approval of okay, you know, you are good enough, you know. Um, you know, you know, I, you know, and I'm not saying I'm amazing or anything, you know, I'm I'm a decent wrestler, but it was nice to just sort of like from WrestleZone to get that sort of like that nod and that seal of approval, you know what I mean? That, that we would trust you to rest like I like pack. So it was it was cool, it was exciting, nerve-wracking, um, you know, and you know what it was it was an awesome experience, you know. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't actually watched the match back since it happened. Um, you know, for you know, for one reason or another. But um it was a cool experience that you know I thought we delivered for the most part, you know what I mean, for in that match. I'm always curious because it, it, it's not physically possible for him to do the black arrow and yet somehow mm-hmm. he does it. What's it like looking up and seeing it happen? <laughs> uh, right, so like, he's just like, like he's not tall, tall, but he's deceptively like big. Like he's incredibly muscular. He's in great shape. You know, a nice guy as well. Like he's just such a nice guy. Like, um, like, you know, he, he made me feel very comfortable and he was very welcoming and like it was... It, it, like he was such, it's like such a professional and such a nice guy. Like I can't praise him enough. Like such a good dude. Um, but yeah, it was terrifying because <laughs> I'm lying there and like I see him and he's like, and like he climbs the top, but it's like when he stands like full, and I'm like, oh my god. And then I saw him like jump and twist. And I just closed my eyes, waiting for the impact because I'm like, it's terrifying because like obviously like there's this man and he's like jumping and doing all these like twirls and I'm like, oh god. So I just closed my eyes and hoped for the best. And yeah, it was it was fine. You know, it was it was, it was a sight to behold, certainly. Uh, and it's terrifying, like looking up and like, oh no, oh no. Um, but yeah, yeah, terrifying. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, every time I see it, so that's just not possible. It just shouldn't it, be possible. It, it, but it's, it's, it is. that's it. It's like how does how do you move your body in that way? Like if if I was to try that, I'd like break my back or something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's, that's why I stuck to the frog splash. Like, it's simple and easy. No no twirls or flips required, you know. Uh, so then 2019 continued. After that, big review, uh, rave reviews. Well, I think myself and Adam were the ones that wrote it. But we had we had rave reviews, so that still counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you're kind of low-key feeding with the rejected. Yeah. Um, but even then, when I, was, when I was watching shows, when I was reviewing shows, I always found that you, after that match, you had a bit of a different swagger to you. Uh, was there a bit more yeah. of a, a confidence where you just like, I'm getting comfortable with the foundation of the future thing. You can let yeah. loose a little bit. Were you just Yeah, it was like, I was getting confident throughout like 2018 and 2019. Uh, and then after the match with Pac, you know, it was, it was such a cool experience. The, the guy was awesome. And like, you know, I thought I was a decent wrestler and then I wrestled him and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, he's leagues above Every, like he is he is like next like he is you know top of the food chain like in terms of skill and ability and psychology and I was like oh, you know you know but after having that match I was like you know I felt like the foundation of the future as an act was really starting to get some steam and you know and I felt like you know it was just it was more it wasn't even like it wasn't like a confidence in terms of like you know like obviously like we put on the swagger because you know we're portraying 
you know, characters and stuff and whatever have you. And we're the bad guys, you know, we need to be full of our own. But like, uh, just as a wrestler, I, I was getting more confident in my abilities and, you know, and, you know, my, and what I brought to the table. Um, so yeah, and it was, it was more just a case of like, like, I know what I want to achieve. And I know, you know, yeah, I, w- I know what I want to achieve and I know what, I, what I'm aiming for. Uh, it was more a case of um, just finding that, like, just getting that confidence to, like, you know, uh, get to that next level that I want to get to. So, you know, it, the confidence is, is definitely, you know, uh, you know, getting there, you know. And I feel like the Foundation of the Future Act is is really good. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're gelling well as a unit. So, yeah, it was just, you know, like, a lot of the swagger is just, like, you know, just character-based and put on for, like, performance-wise. But, yeah, no, definitely after the pack match, I, my confidence was, was you know, was, you know, ready to go. yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Um, um, and like I said, t- 2019, that was pretty much it for after that. I was self-rejected back and forth. Yeah. Um, we walked into 2020 not knowing what was to come. But uh, yeah. <laughs> arguably, yeah. I, I would say, from watching these shows that you were mm-hmm. probably one of the favourites to win the Rumble that year, I would say. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Or tell me because, you know, it's yeah. still crapping. But now yeah. that you're telling me about the the, the, the Damien being your first match, and mm-hmm. it just seems to just be right. This is the time for, yeah. for uh, 10, well, now it's 10 years, but uh, yeah. of course not. I don't know if you're counting the last year at all. Uh, but you're also... <laughs> Uh, you're also due to make your debut for Fair State Wrestling. Uh, yeah. So this would have been, outside of Discovery, this would be one of the first times you're actually branched mm-hmm. outside of WrestleZone. Mm-hmm. Because of your foundation of the future confidence and all that kind of thing, where I don't know if they approached you or were you a bit more confident to put yourself out to other companies now? And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was more like... <clears throat> It was more me uh, just being a bit more confident, you know, putting myself out for places and like, you know, like especially the last few years, like it's a case of like I'm I'm never satisfied. I always want to do more and be better than I've been because like I'm a firm believer in you're like, you know, you're only as good as your last match, you know, and if I never want to get complacent, you know, I never want to be just happy with where I'm at. It's like, you know if I'm good today, I want to be better tomorrow. And then I want to be better the day after that. And I was, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's always wanting to improve. Um, so it's like, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, branch out more, you know, wrestle different people, wrestle different promotions and just get, you know, new experiences, you know, because that's the only way I'm going to improve, um, you know, is, you know, to get those experiences. So it was just a case of, you know, I, I posted to FCW and I was like, you know, you know, would you like to use me on your show? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then, you know, it was scheduled for, I believe it was March or April, maybe. I'm not great with months and dates. I think and it was April, but yeah. I think it might have been, might have been April. Um, so, you know, I was excited about that, you know, to branch out and stuff. Um, you know, um, I was I was getting to wrestle Ryan um, and Mike Mitchell uh, in a three-way. So that would have been, that would have been a lot of fun. I was looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it's more just like, it's more just like, you know, if, you know, the way I see it is like, if 
you know, you, you look at Andy Wilde lately and uh, the guy's worked so hard and now he's starting to get, you know, where he wants to go because he's put the work in. That resonated with me. It's like, okay, if I want these things, I need to put the work in and like no one's going to do it for you except you. So, you know, it's, it's, it's getting to that point of like, okay, well, it's time to, you know, if I want to achieve, you know, all the things I've set out for myself, then I need to put the work in. And that's what it was. It was just getting to that point of, okay, let's, you know, knuckle down and get stuff done. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, so is there any companies that you, you kind of got on your, your earmark to try and get to then in this, this uh, uh, yeah, mission? Yeah, like, I, I, you know, Discovery's a big one. I'd really like to get back to Discovery. Um, just because, like, you know, I worked there, uh, you know, in 2018 and it was just, it was a really cool vibe, really cool locker room, you know. The owner and the promoter were great, you know. So it's, it's it, you know, Discovery, you know, I like Discovery's product. I like, you know, so that's that's a definitely a big one is Discovery Wrestling. Um, you know, FCW, I'd still like to debut there. Um, it's more just a case of just, like, just getting out in any way that I can and, you know, just, you know, just, just trying to get experience anywhere I can, really. You know, there's not really, it's not a case of like, you know, I just, you know, I want to work everywhere, you know, I'd like to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everywhere and anywhere, you know? Um, but then that's on me to be able to provide and offer something that they'd want to use, you know? So that that's on me on, on, on that part is, you know, is improving myself so I, I have something to offer and, you know, so yeah, uh, just everywhere and anywhere really, you know? That's the that's the thing. I think I think one of my chats with Scotty. I don't know if it was on or off recording because I spoke to him for that long. But uh, he <laughs> was he was he was pretty much kind of giving the analogy of if you look at some of wrestlers who want to go like oh he's like a like a you know, like a, mm. anyone down central mm. belt comparison they go mm. well why would I get why would I pay for the travel all the way down there to get it. this guy instead? That's it. Yeah. So yeah, it's trying to find yeah, out well, that's it. It's it's like it's like you know. It's up to us as, as, as wrestlers and performers to be able to provide something different, something they can't get anywhere else. You know, it's like if I'm just providing the same thing as a guy that's closer to them, then why would they bring me down? Because then, you know, they get it cheaper somewhere else. So that's up to us as performers to, you know, you know, it's like I will give you a match that only I can give you. And then, you know, it's, it's like so, you know, you know, if then you're more valuable. In my mind, anyway, uh, you know, I might be, you know, completely wrong and, you know, people are like, shop, you know what you're talking about. But for me, it's, it's, it's the, you know, I need to be able to provide you with something that no one else can give you. And that's why you bring me in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's my views on it anyway, you know. Absolutely. I mean, that seems, seems pretty, pretty, that, that should be the way, I think. That's probably the way to do it. All right, I'll go dip over to the, the fan questions. We did get one in. Possibly got more. Okay. I can't remember. I've shared them so many places, but it's from <laughs> it's from the famed uh, super executioner. Um, <laughs> when I saw this, when I saw his name pop up in my notification, I was like, "Don't tease me! If I get super executioner on a future show, I don't know what will happen." But he asked, uh, "Just what your favourite executioner matches?" Uh, it was the him and the one with him and Crusher and Cray when he went under the ring. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but they they did the thing. I think we went under the ring and. And Crusher Crabe was stomping it, and you know, and then he, you know, can't remember what match it was, but and then he was like, I think it was the match where he put his, he put his masked face beside the mannequins and was trying to blend into the mask. Fraserburgh, 
I was there. That's the one. That's the one. And yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Like I thought it was genius. <laughs> so that's my favorite executioner match. Um, yeah, that was my favorite one. Uh, that that one, I think it was him and uh, the, well, he might have done another once, but the, I remember him doing that against William Sterling, and uh, yeah, they had a lightsaber battle with brooms and yeah, that's another one. Yeah, and the, they played the the, the Star Wars music, Star Wars uh, music. over the tunnel. Oh, it's just. <laughs> Just incredible. Uh, any super executioner match. So if, if he's out there and he has access to, well, he must have access to the internet, then uh, give me a shout. Executioner, we'll, we'll get you on. Uh, so, yeah, the world ended in 2020. Yep. Nothing mm. happened. Uh, nothing at all passed. Uh, you were in the last match of WrestleZone, uh, the yeah. Academy show against Crusher. Yeah. From that point onwards, what, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing much. Just, you know, like, obviously watching wrestling, yeah, you know. Because I like wrestling, uh, looking after the kids. You know, I've got three kids, so they keep me they keep me fairly busy. And just you know, going to the gym, like, well, I was working out at home during lockdown, and now the gyms are open, just to hit the gym and stuff. You know, just trying to get in better shape, and you know, um, you know. So yeah, just just being with the family, really. You know, I've got an I've got an eleven year old, a two year old, and an eight month old, so they keep me busy. <laughs> Especially the two year old, she's in everything now. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah and I play Fortnite as well with, uh, with like Crusher and stuff so yeah that's like, sort of like my main pastime just now uh, I re-downloaded uh, Fortnite oh, did you? Night. I oh, did you? after speaking to Aspen because uh, I, I was like right I'll give this an hour go and uh, oh you should because I, I, I didn't get it I didn't understand it I didn't get the building stuff I thought this is this is, a, this is a young guy's game now I'm the same right I don't get the building so I just shoot things Uh <laughs> Like the shooting, I like. I don't, I don't bother building because it just confuses me. So I just shoot stuff. Yeah, so I played it for a good hour, and I went. I, it was very, it varied. Uh, second game, I got yeah. to seventeenth. I thought I'm doing oh, good. No, I'm good at this. Yeah, good. The next game, I got eighty ninth. So <laughs> it didn't oh, go well. I, but... can, I, I can top you. Yesterday, I was playing it, and me and my son got a, like a duos victory. But then the next game, we came ninety ninth. We literally landed and then got killed. I was like, oh, well, there goes that then. Like, we're all like, yeah, we can do it. We'll, we'll win again. And then we just got shot and killed. I was like, oh, oh, well, there we go. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> it, but I don't know if I'm brave enough to actually go against people I, I know yet. I build up my... Are you on PC or PlayStation? or PlayStation. Oh, you should shoot me your PSM. We'll play. Uh, I'll bear it Fortnite. I've got plenty yeah, of... Uh, squad. I was playing a spirit you, humans huh? and filling them up with uh, yeah. doing podcasts, but I think we're running out of guests soon. It must do. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's all right. You can get Scott on for part of three or something, I'm sure. We've <laughs> already got that. We've already got that kind of half, half arranged. By the time this comes out properly, uh, they'll know, but I've got him booked for my, my birthday episode as part of, uh, oh, okay, of a nice. group. So I don't know how it's going to go because it's like it's eight people. Four hours long. Oh, eight people, and I'm putting together a quiz. I'm trying to do it on PowerPoint. It's a, oh, it's nice. going to be, it's a terrifying episode to think of, <laughs> especially if, if Scott starts, <laughs> starts in general, and I'll be, I'll be here the whole night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, wrestling in general, be what you say you've been watching it. Is there part? Oh, yeah. Of, how 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 much has your girlfriend been annoyed with you watching AW and seeing Pack on and going, wrestle him? Uh, well, see, it's it's funny because 
I'm not the one that does that. It's like if we're watching AEW and Pat comes on, she's like, you wrestled him? I'm like, I know. Yes, I was there, you know. So it's funny. She's the one that's like, I you wrestled him. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> if anything, I, I find it weird. Especially like, uh, so we wrestled in May. And then I believe he showed up for the, was it the Double or Nothing show? Uh, like maybe a month later he showed up for it. Like it was that. really yeah. weird. It was weird because I was sitting down watching I think he was like a last minute replacement or something. And uh, it was weird like sitting down watching him. I was like, I wrestled him like a month ago. That was weird. You know what I mean? Like it's like I wrestled him at the leisure center and then here he is in like in this arena, like 10,000 people are like weird. Like just just weird how things are. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so it's my missus that's always pointing that out, and I'm like, yeah, I know, well, you know. <laughs> I think, oh no, I was, I was just gonna yeah. say, it might, must be a double whammy, but uh, Jay Lethal was at all in, uh, not, not yeah. that, but I was just yeah. like, but yeah. I always find that weird. It, it's, it's like all the guys that are now on the WWE network, it must just be so yeah. weird just sitting there and going, that's me, I'm, I'm yeah. wrestling him. That's yeah. Well, it's 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 like it's like when Andy Wild uh, was on the was on the network. Uh, it's weird because I've shared locker rooms with Andy for years now, and it's like, it's, it's just weird. And I'm so like I'm happy for him. And he's he's earned it. And he's worked hard. It's crazy. So it's like wow, you know, it's 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 crazy because like when I first started wrestling, like WWE and, and like all these, it seemed like a million miles away. But like when it's UK and stuff now, it's it's closer than it's ever been. It's crazy. You know what I mean? I know it's weird. Awesome. You, can, you can watch you can watch Andy wrestle on TV, and you can smell the Tiger Bomb and uh, and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny because when you wrestle Scott Tiger Bomb, you, you feel it. Like I was wrestling one time, and he, like he had Tiger Bomb on, and I could feel it in my eyes. I'm like, oh my god, Scott, Jesus! <laughs> like, like my eyes were teeming up. Like, good God, man, how much of this food put on? Ryan's bad for it as well. Ryan has Tiger Bomb. You know what I mean? It's like you tag him and it's like your hands on a Tiger Bomb. Like, oh, uh, that's so it's the thing. Every time I bring up Andy Wilde, my wife turns to me and goes, Oh, well, you can ask him about Tiger Bomb then because it's just <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's on my notes for whenever I get him on the show. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so as far as opponents, then so we was about where you went to go, uh, mm-hmm. Discovery and, and FCW mm-hmm. and just anywhere. Opponents, uh, anyone I don't know in the UK particularly want to wrestle, and then internationally, who'd be your kind of hmm. opponents? Um, so in the UK, I mean, I'd love to like I've wrestled Andy once, but I'd like to wrestle him in like a like a big show, like with like a, it's like a built match. I'd love that because Andy's just tremendous, and I love I love the dynamic of him being big and throwing about like a pirouette trackies. You know, I love that. Um, you know, I'd love to wrestle. Uh, it's like so so many guys um, you know I'd like to you know like uh, there's, there's a few guys in uh, oh, can, can I can't remember the name uh, is it Craig Anthony yeah, yeah Craig Anthony he's he's like unreal like some of the stuff he can do uh, I'd like to wrestle him I think I could do you know I think we could have a, a good match you know in terms of like the stuff he can do and yeah that'd be fun Um him and uh, Daz Black and yeah like I think I could match up well with like you know some of those guys Um, I'd love to wrestle Caleb uh, Caleb Valhalla Uh, I mean to me that's that's just gonna happen at some point Um, you know like uh, because I know it's like he's you know he's he's one of our guys but it's like when I look at him I'm like yeah I'd love to get in the ring with him you know what I mean that'd be awesome 
Um, maybe not a rumble uh, after Malice, but you know. Oh no, because you know <laughs> Malice died. Um, you know, um, but yeah, like just you know, like I'm, I'm one of these people. Like I'd, I'd like to wrestle everyone, really. Um, you know, because like I, I just love wrestling, and the more matches you have, the better. You know, like you know, like Aspen Faith is one of my favorite opponents ever. You know, so anytime I can get a chance to wrestle him would be awesome. Um, I loved wrestling Crusher Crabe. That was like the first time we'd went one on one in like eight years or something. I had a blast. I thought it was. I thought we had a really good match that night. Um, and then internationally, you know, I'd I'd love to wrestle Jay White. I'd okay. love to wrestle Jay White. Uh, I think he's awesome. <laughs> like, I think he's tremendous. Um, love to wrestle Jay White. That'd be awesome. And like, I'm a big uh, New Japan fan, so I'd love to wrestle Suzuki. Uh, and like guys like Ishii and stuff, I'd love to wrestle. That'd be awesome. Uh, right, so we'll do our stupid questions, and then we'll kind of work away. Stupid so questions. The stupid questions. Uh, I call it that because yeah, because they are. Uh, so the first one is, what's your favorite dinosaur? Sorry, you were saying? Well, I'm trying to trying to skirt the question here. These are tough ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite dinosaur? Oh, uh, Velociraptor. Classic choice. That's, that's fine. Uh, the other one is what do we in the fight? Two sheep or one cow? Hmm. What kind of cow is it? Is it like a bull? Is it just a standard dairy cow? See that now. This that's that's the question. You take your imagination anywhere you want it. If it's going to be a highland cow, mm. if it's going to be rams, you just that is you that is your choice from that point. Well, I I go with the cow uh, because you know sheep are pretty. You know, I I, I imagine a cow would win. Even if it is two sheep, I'd imagine. But there's no right answer. Uh, but that it's it seems to be quite balanced now. Sheep were starting to to come up, and I thought, as someone from Aberdeen, I, I thought sheep might have been a little bit yeah, more. No, 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 like you see sheep, and they just like sort of like mosey about field. I, I think the cow would win, really. Yeah, that that's fine. And our point to the cows. Uh, and <laughs> before we wrap up, then, because I. We're, we're just creeping towards uh, uh, two hours here. Um, oh, wow. What's, oh, wow. What is, I know, I, I was, it was one of those when Fly, we started fly. chatting, I was looking and I was like, yeah. we already covered 20 minutes and we've only got, <laughs> now we've got your debut. Um, <laughs> what, what, is your, what is your big goal then? So, of course, you said you're a big fan of, of Japan, um, yeah. NXT UK. What's, where's the path that you would like to take? So, like, I would love to wrestle full-time, like, as my job, just being a, So full time, um, and I'd love to wrestle in Japan. Like that's so that's like oh, one of my big goals is uh, wrestling Japan because uh, I love the Japanese style of wrestling, and I'd love to experience it. And um, so yeah, just like my main goal at the moment is to get to like to get good enough that I can wrestle full time as my job. That would be awesome. And then you know if I could achieve that, then you know Japan and places like that and travel the world. That, that's sort of the goal for me, really. Um, as of right now, anyway. Uh, before we wrap up, just a thought popped into my head. When, when you were starting all this kind of to heal antics, so you're kind of mixing up your, your gear a little bit, mm. um, you started going for like the three braids and tied to the back. Yeah. Was was that kind of like a tribute to, to like sort of Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels? Because they were kind of, that was kind of their, 
Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very much like that sort of thing. Like whenever they'd have like big matches, they'd have like their hair that would look awesome. They'd do like a style, like they'd have like the braids or like you know, they'd do the big like pleat and stuff. It was just that sort of like, okay, if it's a big show, like my gear is pretty basic, you know, like I wear like chunks and pads and whatever. So it was like, okay, it's just it's just changing the appearance to to match, you know, like that sort of like, big fight feel to it. Uh, like Tanahashi's another guy that I like, Roche Tanahashi. If you notice, like when he wrestles at Wrestle Kingdom, his hair is always like big and puffy and like in an awesome style that's inhuman. And you're like, how the hell does he do that? What does he wrestle a smaller show that's just long and like out? I always thought it was really cool because like whenever you come in like the Tokyo Dome or like a Dominion, he'd have his hair and it'd look awesome. I'm like that's cool. I dig it. You know, I just think it's a cool, a cool look because it makes it see more than and um, a big a big big believe in that like you know it's like whatever dress like anarchy i'd wear like a bigger leather jacket and you know just trying to make it seem bigger you know what i mean so that was really all it was behind that and also i like long hair a noise it does my does my head in. like i have it because i think it's a cool wrestling look but oh man day-to-day life i'd cut it off if i could if i wasn't wrestling i'd just cut cut it off and have short hair because it's just a pain just a pain. And my kids are grabbing it all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I would have sympathy for you a bit. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think that's, that's, the, that's the way to end it. So where can people yeah. find you on social media? Uh, so it's uh, Zach underscore Dynamite on Twitter and it's Zach Dynamite on my Facebook page. I don't have Instagram yet. I plan on getting like Instagram and all the other. I'm not very, like, I'm not a tech guy. I'm, you know, very new. Um, so yeah, uh, Twitter and Facebook's the main uh Places to find me. How, um, how annoyed were you that, that someone's taken Zach C A C H uh, oh, dynamite? Well, well, it's funny. <laughs> uh, so the re- the reason it's Z, uh, the Z A C K is because like I'm not very good at like coming up like you know like the Twitter like confusing like so so my, my girlfriend did it for me and I'm like cool I was like remember it's Zach Z Z A Z A C H she's like cool I look and it's spelled wrong I'm like. What? And she's like, that's how you spell it, right? I'm like, no, no, it isn't. So now, so now I've got like, sort of dynamite with as it's spelled, and then under, and then it's like, that's just, ah, oh, annoys, annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, so it's my own fault. I should have said it myself. You, you can change it. I've already, well, back in season one, I had to, to explain to Ross Hunter how to change it. So you, you could change it. It'll be fine. Right. Okay, I think so. that's what I'll do then. Because, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it just dynamite some, some description. Yeah. You'll find it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, no, thank I, you. It was fun. That was uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.